Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's the pretty Ricky, 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 Ricky. And it's Tiff O. Hey, ho. Hey. Hey. We want to welcome you all to this bonus episode and our first movie review podcast. We yes. super excited. You excited, Tiff? You excited? you excited? I am, girl. I'm ready to get to it. Tell me what the movie is. I'm ready to get to it. So today we'll be sharing our thoughts, going into a deep dive of the film, none other than Fatal Affair. Which dropped on Netflix Thursday, July 16th. Yes, it is. And let me tell you, the people are talking, the people (laughs) are talking. So we're going to let you know right now that there will be spoilers, so be alerted. Spoilers Uh are happening. And um, yeah, so we're basically providing you a a summary of kind of what we think. We'll discuss some of our favorite parts of the scenes, just stuff that needs to be said. And then we'll actually let you know where we feel Fatal Affair got it right. Or perhaps yeah. where they got it <laughs> all the way wrong. Wah, wah. And ultimately give you our ratings and let you know we actually think that we will recommend this film to you. So, Tiff. Yes. Oh, you ready? Yes. Hey, ho. Hey, let's get into <laughs> it. So, all right. So, the opening scene, we actually see a woman grinding, you know, doing her thing with her man. And she leaves. She gets thirsty to go get some drink. Mm-hmm. and his name is Travis so we hear her walking around the house because she goes back to where she was and she don't see Travis so she's like Travis Travis where you at? Where you at? <laughs> then she goes into the bathroom and she thinks oh my goodness he has ran me a nice hot bubble bath walks up a little closer and realizes that he is in a bath filled with his own blood and he's dead yes so before we can even actually see her full reaction she can even take it all in she has killed herself. So, and might okay, we add, yes, yes, yes. yes. Buttball naked. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not forget that part, too. Okay. So, yeah, Fatal Affair, we see you. That's how it started. Now, to the actual, let's center it around the people that is most centered around. Yes. Is first, we see Miss Ellie Warren, played by none other than Miss Mia Long herself. Mm-hmm. And I just like to stop right there, Tiff. Did you get feel good vibes when you saw Nia? Like, how did you feel? Uh, I, I felt uh, like uh, she was beautiful. Okay. Like, man, Nia Long, you've been in this game for so long, and you holding That's it true. down. I felt yeah. like I can't wait to see what you did with this film, and I felt like your eyebrows are on fleek. That's what I felt like. Let me tell you, ever since Best Man, when she had yeah. that perfect brow, I was like, her brows stay on fleek. So. Uh, uh, those eyebrows. <sighs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we just had to just take a moment. So we see Nia Long. We just have to give her her props. So she, we realize, um, is a top lawyer in her firm. Okay. We also realize that she's actually working on her last case with her firm because she is starting her new, a new adventure to start her own firm. Uh-huh. She okay. is married to Marcus Warren, who uh-huh. is actually pay, played by Stephen Bishop. So y'all, y'all may know him as that crazy husband from Till Death Do Us Part. Or for all the, um, was it being Mary Jane lovers? One of yeah. her love interests, David Park. Okay, so that's Mr. Stephen, Stephen Bishop. Mm-hmm. And he actually is an architect. We find that out. And then early on, we see these deep scars on his body. So we kind of realize something is kind of going on with him. We don't know what has happened, but we also see a lot of pain meds and stuff by his bed. So we kind of take all that in. 
Mm -hmm. I love mm -hmm. that they did that because already they set the scene for some important, what I think, and we'll talk about those. Yeah. No, but they set the scene for what was to come much later in the film because I'm like, okay, he all got all these deep scoring and all his medications. Like, okay, y'all yes. can all that and, and why we needed to know that. So, okay. yes, that's a very good point. Yes, early on, you got to keep you like, okay, we got to keep our eyes open. There's something going on. So, um, so again, we have Ellie, we have Marcus, her husband. We find out they have a daughter. And their daughter's name is Brittany. We find out that she's away on her first, she's like freshman off to college. And she later comes back for the fall break. But they've been married for about 20 years. And we can tell that they've recently 20. moved into about 20 years. <laughs> what? What? I'm laughing because you know why Greenleaf, that's the magic Ooh, number. Ooh, 20 years? <laughs> yeah, we can't get rid of 20, like the two decades. That's funny, but yes. So about 20 years they've been in the game. They married. And we can tell they moved into this new home, which is a beautiful home. My God. Like they had this beautiful beachfront view and boxes are kind of everywhere. So they're just getting settled. And it seems, right, that Ellie and Marcus have built this beautiful life together. So this is how we get a glimpse of Miss Ellie's world. Now, not too long after that, we actually catch Ellie at her job. And as she walks into her job, she walks to some kind of conference room, some meeting, and her boss, I'm going to say it's her boss, somebody introduced her to the new tech consultant named David Hammond, and he is played by none other than Mr. Omar Epps. So, yes! Again, another pause right tip. How you felt when Please. you saw Omar? How you felt when you oh, saw Omar? Oh, you know. <laughs> you know that we are This Is Us fans, and that's the most recent time I've seen Omar Epps. And so Omar was looking kind of like blow-up doll on This Is Us, and so I felt like, oh, Omar, you lost weight. You what you trying to channel uh, your higher learning, your uh, loving <laughs> He was trying to channel the love, but he was trying to give us all that late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. Except for the lipstick. I, I didn't like the lipstick, the pale pink, <laughs> the blush on his lips. I don't know. But yeah, I was like, look, he lost weight. He tried to get ready for this role. That's what's up. Uh, yes, yes. Pete that. So he was ready. He was ready. So we find out that actually Miss Ellie Warren and David Hammond, they knew each other. They've known each other for years. They went to school about, what, 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> they went to college together. But apparently, this was their first time seeing each other in almost 20 years. So they're kind of looking at each other. They go sit down at this meeting, sitting right next to each other. And so very first, very early on, we see these different kind of like little energy, little different reaction when they're together. So I don't know if they're trying to show us chemistry or what but he's kind of yeah. staring at her with the omar f eyes and then ellie goes and drops a piece of paper drop something girl just dropped it and there he go excited to help her get the paper up so he's getting the paper up and i'm noticing that he's touching her hands and she is liking it so yeah it was a little second too long him trying to help her but whatever so that was just <laughs> the first interaction anything about this first interaction that stood out to you to any, anything you want to say. The points you just made about them setting, I actually enjoyed the opening, well, I don't want to say the opening scene with the other chick and the other guy that we didn't know who they were. <laughs> but once we got to Nia Long and the family and setting it up, I actually enjoyed the pace they were going. Like you said, I'm like, okay, so we see that she has what looks like a picture-perfect family at home. Mm -hmm. They just moved into this house. And then we see Omar, they set the stage that they've been knowing each other for a very long time. It's their first time seeing each other in 20 years. And mm -hmm. they have some chemistry or some unfinished business so I like that they already have put that there and we didn't have to wait 30 minutes for it so at this point I'm good with everything 
Good, good. Okay, got it, got it. You're right. So now we get to Ellie and Davis, and they're seeing each other at work, and he's kind of several times saying, hey, you know, you want to go grab a drink. You want to go out to lunch. You want to go do something. And each time, he's pretty much like, well, no, I have this, I have this, I have that. Well, one good time, he's like, well, hey, how about we, you know, go to a happy hour, grab a drink real, real quick. And then this time, she's like, well, you know what? I actually already have plans with my friend Courtney. We're um, meeting up for a happy hour. But then she thinks about it. And she's like, you know what? Actually, Courtney won't mind. How about you come too? Won't you go ahead and just join us at uh, the happy hour? Uh-oh, 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 oh oh I'm excited because I feel like I can see it. So, okay, so we get to, you, you got something to say? We're going to I, I, just real quick, because I just, I mean, this, this really ain't got nothing to do with the movie. It just really got something to do with me. But it's like, yes. Pet, one of my pet peeves is if I plan to do something with you, especially if we haven't hung out in a while, don't be bringing no extras. That's all oh, I have. No, that's right. That's right. That's going to be bringing <laughs> Leave the extras at home. Got it. Point Please. taken. So she just assumed, hey, that Courtney was going to be okay with the extras. She then went ahead and kept the happy hour. So they get to the place and we realize that due to work, I want to say, Courtney is not able to make the happy hour. So do you think they cancel? And, 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 and they keep up with the happy hour. So you know David is too excited to have Ellie yes. by herself. So they go. Girl, he was there holding the table. <laughs> he, he had the RSVP in his name. Like, it wasn't even your happy hour. Like, how you just going to be there before I get there? Girl, the extras try to take over, apparently. They just try to take over. So he's sitting there, as you said, already ready. And, of course, they start having a conversation. He's kind of like, you know, you married? What's going on? She lets him know he's married. She find, We find out that he's divorced. And so while they're talking, um, she actually gets, Ellie gets a text from her husband, Marcus. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> Marcus is like, so, you know, how is the happy hour going with Courtney? And she says... Courtney says hi. Mm-hmm. I'm like looking to the right and left, and I'm looking down because I don't see Courtney. Says. I'm like, where Courtney at? Where she at? So I'm like, already like, this is not okay, Ellie. This is not okay. So, anyways, they keep talking, and she's really like, you know what? Well, honestly, you know, I do have the perfect life. I got the perfect home. I have the perfect man, the perfect daughter. But then there is that one day you wake up and realize the person you're sleeping next to feels like a complete stranger. Mm. her first mistake on yes yes on the information so then david is kind of you know taking it all in and then he does the well i mean do you need me to leave you know i know you're married and all and she's like well no no i'm cool <laughs> but you know let's go somewhere else before people start talking <clears throat> i'm gonna talk okay. when you leave out of here with him that's what i'm gonna talk i'm like girl they're gonna be talking anyway if you're not about to go home And so where does she go? Where does the married lady take him to? Mm -hmm. She takes him to the club, all right? So she gets to the club, and now they're laughing and drinking. And then Ellie goes on to say, hmm, David, I wonder why we never dated. So again, I just felt early on, honestly, that Ellie was doing way, way, way too much. Um, And then he, who, of course, we know has this interest in her, he grabs her hand, takes her to the dance floor, they start dancing. The song Forget Me Nots is playing. They like going back to college days, 
Gr- girl. Dancing, basically grinding, if you ask Ricky, me. Ricky, Ricky, Ricky. Oh, can what, I, what, what, can what, I tell what, you what, that I wonder did anybody else notice this or maybe because we were in a pandemic, but I felt like they were social distancing in that club. Like those people were not dancing within six <laughs> feet of each other. And I was like, did they like know that the pandemic was occurring? Because they were there, yes. but it was like scarce on the floor and the people that were there were like six feet apart. I just thought that was hilarious. But maybe that's just funny. I did not notice that, but I think that's good. I just was like, like looking at this dance move that she was giving him. Yeah, and that body roll. It was a whole body roll. <laughs> so she's on there body rolling with him and mm, mm, giving it, right? Dancing. Then she realized, okay, it's getting a little too hot. It's getting, you know, it's too much. So she runs away, goes to the bathroom. Damn, you know, she's trying to cool herself off. Then David comes in, bursts into the bathroom, and before you know it, there they are touching and kissing. And he has picked her up, set her on top of um near the sink area mm-hmm. taking our panties and doing everything but sex because then again ellie realized wait 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 i ain't really re- i ain't really ready for all of this so before they can get all the way into it she puts everything back on runs outside i guess she has called the car that's waiting for her and um getting ready to head out you know to back home and he's like you know but wait wait you know we can make this work we can make this work and she's like no y'all I'm I'm married this this cannot work so then that night basically he texts her that he's sorry and she doesn't respond so I'm gonna just take a break to see if you got something it was just a lot going on in that club scene Again, I was good. I mean, it was social distancing in the club, so that was safety first. But um, by this point, we have seen, did you catch those multiple zoom-ins on her wedding ring? I was like, if y'all show her (laughs) wedding ring one more time, like when they first saw show Ellie, the first thing they showed Uh was her wedding ring. Then that night that she's going to sleep and you see her husband's shoulder, you see her wedding ring. Then she's like riding back in the Uber or whatever she took Lyft, and you see her. I'm like, we know that she's married. She knows Mm -hmm. she's married. Like, how many times y'all gonna show us this I was kind of annoyed by that. Like, that's kind of corny. We get it. She's married and it's called Fatal Affair. So she's having an affair or so, you know. But I was waiting to see what was going to happen next. I'm like, okay. I was like, they got right to it. Remember, I'm like, okay, pacing. We're not even 30 minutes in. and We already got to uh, maybe a climax. Not sure yet. Mm -hmm. And I'm waiting to see what's coming next. All right, girl. So after this is when it falls apart. Hey guys, stay with us as we take a quick commercial break and be right back to the show. He and I already texted. He's like, I'm sorry, she's not responding. So after that night, you will show, they'll show different scenes. He's up here trying to make attempts to get in contact with her. So he's calling her. She didn't answer his phone call. Then an interesting scene that I thought was interesting. You see him actually in therapy and he's talking Girl. to his therapist. And he's he's letting her know that he's in love, honey. He said he's in love and he's in a relationship. And the therapist is like, but what about Deborah? You know, like your ex-wife. That's kind of a lot that's just happened. I mean, anybody, no one would blame you if you weren't quite ready to move back into something. And he gets a little attitude like, why are you asking about Deborah? Like, I'm over that. I'm good. I'm good. So, yeah. It's at that moment when him just all in his feelings at the therapist about you know, his new relationship that I realized, yeah, something mentally just, it's just, it's just not right. So yeah, so he gets to the therapist. So again, now we see David is still also trying to connect with her. So we'll fast forward when he is outside in the heat 
And um, <laughs> Ellie is out there. She already has coffee in her hand. I think she has it in her hand. Basically, he's like, you want me to take you to get some coffee? He, fi- he finds her in the middle yeah. of the street and like, you want some coffee? And she's like, um, I'm good. No, I don't want any coffee. <laughs> and actually, you know, let me go ahead and tell you again, please do not reach out to me anymore. You know, let's, let's, let's just not do this. And so he, again, is just basically trying to like, let him know that, you know, you sure, you sure. And she's like, no, this is not where it's at. And basically in that scene, you also start seeing his anger because the gentleman is waiting for Ellie's parking spot. And he's up here trying to let her, Hey, can you go meet to the coffee shop? And it's like, "Mm -mm." the dude is beeping and he's getting attitude. So long story short, Ellie leaves goes home and I think she's thinking okay you know what I told him we should be done he should f- officially understand yeah oh Ellie. he's thinking that but I'm thinking like girl go home and tell your husband like why in these movies y'all don't ever just tell the other person like look I might have messed up or even if you don't even want to get into those details be like look somebody might be you know not taking no for an answer but I'm like maybe that's because I already know that it's all about to go downhill <laughs> so I'm like I'm not saying, that's good I wouldn't I didn't think about it that soon at that point tell him but okay I got you You're like look it's too much happening tell no but this is good like tell him like let's not do this any longer because I'm like yes. I know how these movies go so like just tell your man so y'all could already have a front but I'm like okay it wouldn't be a movie if she just went home and told him yeah, so spoiler alert, she did not go home and tell her. Man. She did not <laughs> tell Marcus. When I hear Marcus, I think Marcus, darling. Like, Marcus. When I first heard thing, I said, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, she didn't go home and tell Marcus, y'all. So, yeah, spoiler alert, she didn't do that. But she, what she did receive when she got to the house was a text from him talking about, you know, it was good seeing you, good seeing you at the club <laughs> and stuff. And I'm like, you are still doing too much. David. So at this point, she finally realizes that she needs to block him. So she blocks him. It's a very tense moment. And then like she's like cutting a squash or some vegetable. Yes, girl. And her husband kind of walks up behind her. She's all jumpy because she ain't living right. You know, she's jumpy. And so then um, I guess he like, you know, sues her or whatever. Everything is good. She's like, yeah, babe, I got to cut all as well. So perhaps at that point she really <laughs> thought that she got rid of him. She did. But, she did. She did. Okay, yeah. She thought she so, handled it. No, 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 no. So now what we see is Mr. David has come to a house unbeknownst to her. And did you peep that scene where he's outside of her window watching mm-hmm. her and her man have sex? Definitely. Oh, he is right there. Did definitely he give you stalkerish vibes there? How did you, what did you feel? No, he's definitely a stalker. He's definitely <laughs> a stalker. And um, I like how earlier they told us, they set it up. We uh, skipped it. My bad for not saying it. But when they first introduced Omar's character, David, they told us that he was in hack. Well, kind of insinuated he was a hacker. So maybe within that time period, he said that he was a hacker. So we kind of got to understand how he was able to, know like where she was or how to do certain things throughout the movies I like that but yeah he's definitely a stalker no doubt in my mind that he's a stalker he's a stalker and very good point he actually officially says it later but basically the dude is a professional hacker yes no that's a good point (laughs) he is a professional hacker so yeah so basically now David is on some real bold Alex Forrest from Fatal Attraction type move, okay? He has now has the audacity <laughs> to come into Ellie's house with her friend Courtney. Yes, people, the Courtney that was not able to make happy hour. Mm-hmm. He has found Courtney, connected with Courtney, and has found himself in Ellie and Marks' home. Mm-hmm. Did you catch mm-hmm. how he mm-hmm. 
like introduced or ran into Courtney. Like it was the same way he had quote unquote ran into Ellie. Like, oh, at the elevator, like, oh, I didn't know you were gonna be here. Like he did the same thing with Courtney. And I was like, girl, I'm glad you brought that up, girl. So that's how he's doing it. Mm-mm-mm. And Courtney, <laughs> baby. Courtney was so googly eyed. Like she was just uh... in. And it was so soon, but she was just Oh my gosh, like just her eyes. She was excited to see him. She was just so happy to show off her new man. Yeah. Um, and so at dinner, when actually they're all, so it's Marcus and Ellie and Courtney and David. And this is when they kind of actually bring up, so what, David, do you do? And of course, Ellie right now is just in disbelief. She has not let anyone know. She doesn't let anyone know that she knows who this dude is. She's just sitting there. And I know she's fuming. She just cannot even believe what's going on. But um, basically during dinner is when, uh, David tells us that he's a professional hacker, and yeah, so I'm talking about his career. Oh, and <laughs> no, no, he's, that's when he lets them know, but I'm just saying, it's good to know he was a professional hacker. So then yeah. Ellie and David, um, they find themselves in the kitchen. Of course, you know, David finds a way to go to the kitchen to be close to um, Ellie, and basically Ellie tells him, cleans off. She said, clean off. She said, look here, you are never to step into this house again. I don't care what you have to do but what you are about to do is make up an excuse and you about to get out of this house so david girl. made up that excuse <laughs> he got out of that house what girl what girl what i had two issues with this thing what you had, what you had? apparently i forgot that's when they said he was a hacker but because <laughs> just all made sense i was like oh, okay that's how he found those emails when he did that job for her or whatever so my two issues were one and one is a petty issue personal issue so okay courtney you supposed to be coming over here for a dinner date I'm the host, but you don't think to tell me the host that you bring in extra mouths to feed? Like, how do you know that I was going to have enough food for this person that I was not anticipating? So that's my first grace. That's true. And, you know, it's just to let you know the disrespect of the extras. Like, Courtney don't think about it. Ellie didn't think about it. They just bring in the extras. They just uh, bring in the extras. Uh. <laughs> and then my second thing was... Yes! Why? Okay, so that was just so obvious. Ellie gets up going to the kitchen. Courtney's like, let me go. And she's like, no, I, yeah. And then uh, David's like, no, I'm gonna go. And I'm like, first off, I know if it was my man, my man would be like, uh, no, bro, you gonna sit down and talk to me. We let the women right. go up in the kitchen. And then <laughs> even if he yeah. wasn't gonna do that and let it play out first, I'm looking at you and my wife having an exchange. Like, y'all not just having a good conversation. Mm-hmm. Everybody can tell. His conversation going on. So what y'all got to talk about? So first off, I'll be getting yeah. up from my chair, walking yeah, yeah, into yeah. the kitchen, saying, hey, what's going on in here? Everybody okay? But even still, third strike was David comes back out the kitchen. Oh, I gotta go. Okay, so y'all just randomly got up in it and went into the kitchen. Mm-hmm. I had to come back to my, I gotta go. Something's going on and you need to start talking. Okay. But maybe Good. I should. No, good points. Good points. Like, is that even even possible? Like, does stuff like that really happen? That's what you're gonna do, Marcus. I got you. I got you. Good point. So, yes, honey. So David, but he did leave. He left, uh, <laughs> left, and went wherever he had to go. Um, and then next thing you know, we realize that Ellie has received a package. And I'm glad you mentioned as a professional hacker. He now, well, he was at her address. And he was he went to home anyways. But she got a package. Um, we mailed to her, and it was the city. Of the song, you know, the Forget Me Not, the song mm-hmm. that they were jam- dancing and jamming to at the club. Mm-hmm. So Ellie already know who sends it to her. So she is is mad. So what she does, and this is the point. This I don't know about this. She basically ends up meeting with him, girl with the glasses on. 
Go yeah. <laughs> go to his <laughs> restaurant, meet him in person, and again tell him, look, stop doing this. Leave me alone. She gives him his record back. We see him really get mad. I think he like bams his fist on the table and calls her Deborah. She's like, wait, who is Deborah? What is going on here? So it's like, you know what? Look, I'm don't stop. Stop reaching out to me. And so she does this again. Now, I will say that I cannot believe she took some time and went down there again. I just feel like he has already proven that he is crazy. I would not have felt comfortable as I would not feel comfortable going to the restaurant with him. So, so in Ellie's defense, I think mm-hmm. she's thinking, I know this dude from 20 years ago. We were cool. We okay. had a moment. And maybe I just wasn't clear with him the first time when I said, you know, like, I'm good. Well, she never, well, I don't know if she told him to stop calling her when they were outside by her car, but she blocked him. So maybe she felt like kicking you out my house. He's just like, oh, well, it's because I went to your house. So that's why you're mad. And it's like, no, I really do not want anything to do with you. Like, I need you to get this clear. So I'm not really upset with her repeated insistence of okay. let me clarify for you that mm-hmm. I don't want anything to do with you. But I was laughing when she walked in there with them shades. Her Mary J. Blige, I'm going down. <laughs> okay, well, all right. Tip is like, look, he needs to get it. Okay, well, this is cool. <laughs> he apparently, now I believe we can agree that he should have officially received the message. Like, you understand how she feels. So then, so now David is mad. He is upset, honey. He cannot get in touch with her. Like, you know, he's she's blocked. She's not, she's, a, she's not really responding the way he wants her to respond. So, he has told her friend Courtney of years, basically, has made up this story about what well, them were, they were in the club, tells her about that. She's seeing text messages that looks as though it's coming from Ellie to David, which actually is coming from David to Ellie. And so he has made up this whole story. And Ellie is like, listen, like, friend, like, hear me out. He is a professional hacker. He told you this. This is him. This is not what I sent him. But the friend was not trying to hear it. She was not here for it. So she is mad and she storms off. So I just have to say, I just can't, this this is what upsets me. Like, this is some dude you just met. Like, again, I'm going to give you a month. I really don't think it's been a month. But let's give you a month. And a friend of years is having a conversation with you saying, okay, I know I didn't tell you everything, but look, listen to me. And you basically flip out and say no and assume that the friend is up here lying. After you didn't know her for years? Uh, same, 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 exact same. I'm like, like, what are we doing here? So yeah, that that really, like, this is probably where the, the movie started falling off for me. Because I was like, really? Really doing that? That's how y'all wrote that part? Yeah, I, I wasn't happy about this scene. I was all. not happy at all. And I was like, Courtney, really? So I was, yeah, she was not on my good list after that. I was, I had nothing to do with um, Courtney. But so Emily <laughs> now realized that this dude is even crazier probably than she thought. Because now she's he's changing these, the narrative and doing all of this stuff. So she actually does a little investigation work on him. She goes down and I believe is one of their old friends or some type of professor. That's her. I think her role was a professor, but someone who knows both Ellie and David. And she kind of goes and finds out more information about about David. Like, you know, I know you used to work with him. How was he? And then the lady realized it's a little bit more than just his professional work that she's asking about. 
So they get on to talking about how he was married with Deborah. And she then says, well, you know, David was obsessed with you for all these years. <laughs> In fact, he married somebody that looked just like you. Girl, so you say, huh? So, you know, Elliot's like keeping her composure, like, oh, okay, well, you know what happened? And so then the lady's like, well, you know, I was told he has a crazy temper. And she was like, mm, do say, well, I, I know there's always two sides of a story. It'd be interesting to see what Deborah has to say. <clears throat> then this is when we find out that, oh, well, Deborah, honey, no, nah, we can't hear her side because Deborah <laughs> is dead. Okay. A couple of months, apparently, after they got divorced, Deborah and her boyfriend were in the home and there was some type of robbery in which both people ended up dead. So Deborah, the ex-wife, was dead. So Tiff, who were the people at the beginning of the movie? Did it begin the movie? They they let us know. They did. And I was like, oh, okay, that's funny. Because when it first came on, I was like, why are we looking at you? Like, who are you strange people? Like, let's get to <laughs> Elon and Obar. Like, who are you strange people? So at this scene, I was like, oh, that's why they showed us those people. But I want to say, yes. when the professor or whoever that was, okay. was I'm like, yeah, he was so obsessed with you. He married someone who looked just like you. I was like, they do not look alike. Like, I did not think so either. I'm like, they did not look alike. <laughs> yeah, if y'all want to put that line in there, they could have actually found someone who looks a little bit like Nia. Yeah, I'm just, <laughs> they don't look nothing alike. Okay. They did not look alike. No, very, very good boy. Did not look alike. So now Ellie has realized he is on a whole different type of crazy. She's really concerned at this point. She's going through at home, doing her research on her own. She's realizing, okay, this story is really true. And so now she's trying to contact her friend Courtney because even though Courtney's mad, she loves her friend and she's trying to warn her that look you're in a dangerous situation this dude is not right and Courtney is still very much mad she is yeah she's not answering any of her phone calls so David oh David David anyways he's in more rare form and so he ends up breaking into her house and going over there, it's just so creepy. He's watching her sleep. He's um taking her lingerie, stealing it. Later, we find out the gift to Courtney. And then as he's sneaking in the house, we see that her daughter, Brittany, comes home, the one that's at home for college break. So at this point, I was wondering, I was like, oh, my God, is Brittany about to die? I didn't know. I thought he was going to kill Brittany. But, um, I didn't want her to, but I was yeah. like, but I would have preferred. <laughs> I did not want her. I was like, please don't kill this woman <laughs> behind this foolishness please don't do that but yeah. if someone had to go i would yeah, have yeah. better understood the daughter than what happened toward the end right <laughs> got it got it yes yes so yeah no so she did not she lived she was fine he was able to sneak back out and you realize too that scene was important because he actually put a camera in the home because hey you know girl i missed it hacker. you missed it? oh yeah so he's trying to make sure he keep all eyes on her he is something else so just anyways, a lot of craziness going on. So at this point, um, let's say we fast forward. So Ellie and Marcus, they're um, at dinner and they're at home. And so, again, this is just to show you all of David's craziness and what's going on with him. So now Ellie gets this text because, you know, remember, she blocked David, but it's an unknown number. And the text is a video footage that he apparently hacked from the club of Ellie and David dancing, grinding on the dance floor. So this is the proof that he has of what, you know, they did that night. And basically he starts, you know, making threats like, you know, I'm going to send the footage to your husband. 
and the situation is just getting more and more out of control. Now, I will say during that point, I think I would have just said, you know, well, let me just have yeah. a conversation. <laughs> I think at that point, I would have had a conversation with the husband. Like That's what I, yeah, agreed. I'm like, okay, at this point, if he's like, oh, I'll just tell your husband, like, just tell him. I'm like, it, him. it's not yes. like, girl, worse has been done. Like, just yes. tell this man. <laughs> just tell him. So, yeah, so now she, um, I think so. Courtney is still, I think she's still trying to get in touch with Courtney. She's not answering. So she goes to Courtney's place to try to follow David. And I know. But she's like following David, apparently, in her own. We realize that David is actually off to meet her husband to go play golf. I mean, he is all kind of bold. So, yeah. So he's going to play golf. And Marcus is just, oh, I'm so excited to be, you know, invited to this particular golf course. This is wonderful. And so, you know, this is poor thing, sweet and naive. And so they're just <laughs> talking, sharing. And then, you know, David is all like, you know, your relationship, you know, uh, can do share your secrets. And so Marcus is just going on and going on and going on. And then he was just really, it was just uncomfortable for me because he was giving this other dude's wife too many compliments. Like, you know, if I had a wife like that or basically just complimenting her, he was doing too much in this scene. But I will say that the golf scene was important because this is where we find out what happened yes. and why Marcus has the scar. So apparently what happened is that he was in a biking accident, riding, riding the bike, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a truck comes and hit him. It hits him. And he was actually in a body cast for six months. So Marcus, he just maybe exercised that he can still golf because he went through <laughs> like no, like, he went through a whole lot. So it's funny because during this scene, you know, it kept showing like David getting closer to to Marcus, and I was like, is he about to get the golf club and hit him? Like I didn't really know what was happening, but I did. You, I was you, like, he is not about to do anything. Like, <laughs> girl, Omar had lost weight, but this role for Omar was not good at. He was terrible in this role. So I was not convinced when they were on the golf course mm-hmm. when he started walking up to him and they started playing that little funky music. That he was <laughs> like, we can put that golf club up and let's get going. Because you know, it just was not convincing. Like he should have been more convincing. And I couldn't yeah, yeah. us to believe that. But because the acting by Omar in this role was so bad, I was like, this ain't, ain't nothing about to happen. Ain't this about to happen. Well, girl, I didn't know. I was like, what they going to do here? But what I did actually think, I thought that was going to draw a tie into this, um, that he actually has something to do with the accident, but that wasn't necessarily made clear. So you could be led to assume. But I was like, okay, so David actually been stalking her for a while, and maybe he actually was the one that hit him. So I don't know. Interesting. just speculation, but you know, I feel like they could have went with that. But that is quite possible. I like that. Yeah, yes, girl. So, all right. So now we see. So Ellie was following him, went to the golf course. And while they're there, while they're there, she leaves and she's like, well, let me try to go into this dude's apartment because this is just a lot going in. And so this part right here, I was like, is this really happening in 2020? So she goes into the apartment and the front lady, um, the lady at the desk, she's like, you know, hi, I was here um, at David's apartment. And, you know, I left some things at his home last night. Do you mind if I go pick them up? And this chick gives her the keys to his house. Yeah. I was like, no, no, no. So I didn't know that we're really doing stuff like that. The lady's like, well, you know, we've all had those nights. And so for me, I was like, that just seemed a little bit unbelievable. Yeah. It's too easy <laughs> to get in. So 
Ellie makes it up into his apartment and she goes to his computer and basically his, the password of his computer was her name. So again, I thought, oh. like, is that really believable? But no. I don't know. Okay. Not that she guessed it immediately, though. I was like, immediately. Girl, you don't try Deborah or something first. Like, first. Yeah, I think it was like she did one time and then she maybe spelled her name a different way or underscore it- something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It was just like, I mean, he's a hacker too. Like, you ain't got no one, two, three, four. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So, but anyway, she gets into the apartment too easy. Uh, And she gets into his computer. It's too easy. But anyway, she gets into his computer. And that's when she really starts seeing more pictures of her. I think of her and her family. And she just is really realizing how dangerous this dude is and how long he's been stalking her. Um, And so, interesting enough, interestingly enough, and she's up there on his computer in comes in David. So she, of course, is trying to be on a low low, trying to make sure she's not seen. And luckily, not too long after um, he's there, he receives a phone call from Courtney. You know, she's not answering other people's calls. Anyways, <laughs> she calls, David answers, and he goes, he's like, she's like, yeah, bring me some dinner. So he leaves to go bring her dinner. <sighs> okay, anyway, so that's what's happening there. After she does there, Ellie again is realizing like this dude is crazy. He she knows that she's coming to Courtney, her best friend's home. She's about to go on the way to her home to meet her, but she's trying to call. And I'm like, please, Courtney, pick up this phone. And uh, they had the music and about to sing. She picks up the phone. <laughs> she finally answers the phone. I'm like, what's going on, Courtney? So, anyways. Ellie is trying to tell her, like, look, this is what's happening. He has been stalking me. He's been using you to get to me. Please understand. I'm seeing these pictures. I'm seeing this. I'm seeing that. Um, And so as she's on the phone with Ellie, we see that David has now come into her apartment or come into her home. And he's like, who are you talking to? What's going on? Girl, oh, my gosh. What? When he first walked in and was asking her these questions, I'm like, first off, bruh, like, don't come in my house asking me questions. Talking about, I heard you while I was walking up. And your point, wait till I get off the phone if you really need to know. And I might tell you, but get out my business. I did yes. not like I was like, dude, well, I guess that had to be his character. But I was like, dude, how you just gonna walk up in my house asking me all these questions about who I'm talking to and what we're talking about? Yes. Like there we go. There we go. Too comfortable, baby. And she should have known then, which I think she started to pick up like, oh, this is a little different. He acting a little weird. And before we didn't touch on it, but it was a scene where basically she, Ellie has even tried to send him an email and he deletes her email. So Ellie has really been trying to get in touch with her friend to save her life. Yeah. So, <laughs> but anyway, so he comes in, long story short, he's like not about it, ends up hitting her. I guess he like pushes her head yeah. up against the refrigerator. And I'm gonna just say, really, this is what we're doing? Because I thought she was dead. Come to find out, Courtney is still alive. And I personally, you know, I'm not usually the one that wants people dead. But I'm like, right. come on, this kind of movie, I'm going to need her That's to what I'm dead. saying. I'm like, if anybody had to die, like the <laughs> like, like, how did we not kill a couple of other people? Yes, agreed. Agreed. So she's not, we find out, so the cops come, David leaves, and we realize that she's going to be okay. She's not dead. And at this point, after she goes home, Marcus is there, she realizes that, okay, maybe I should tell my husband everything that's going on. So she gets to the couch. They have a conversation. She tells Marcus everything that went on that night. And um, I actually really appreciated this scene. So um, they have a conversation. He's hurt. You know, he's definitely hurt. And he's like, you know, you, for a living, you talking to a jury of 12 people or more, you don't, or 12 people, you don't even know. And you can't talk to me. So he's just like, man. So very hurt in the moment, but he actually forgives her. And yep. 
So that's good. So how, and it's so funny because I'm thinking about Greenleaf. See, this is what I'm saying. This is how forgiveness that's why. looks, Jacob. This is how forgiveness looks. So, oh, girl, don't give yeah. me a tangent. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. So she tells him, yeah, at this point, Marcus knows everything. I think her daughter comes in, assumingly, Brittany knows what's going on. So it then goes to a scene where there's a homeless guy, and David is going to um, the beach. There's this homeless guy that apparently, I guess, they have supposedly looks like David, and you see gasoline, and we realize eventually that David has now set this homeless guy on fire, and... um. Fast forward to the cops, the detective, they call Ellie and say, hey, you know what? I'm going to let you know about David. We don't have the dental records yet, but it looks like there's been apparent suicide. He's dead. And so I'm like, this just seemed all kind of, no. So basically, I guess Ellie is now thinking she can really breathe. And we see that there's like a, a news reporter. There's on the TV, we have the therapist who's, I think, sharing a whole lot to be a therapist. Yes, patient, was- client, privilege, just gone. Maybe what? if he did, it don't extend anymore. Is that how that go? <laughs> if you die, you <laughs> I really don't know. But she just was like, look, he was diagnosed with narcissistic personality disorder, this and this and this and this and that. So, oh, I must have been breathing too hard at that point because I sure didn't hear her say that. Yeah, I feel like she, that's when she gave okay. him the whole diagnosis, girl. So, okay. you know, all his little business. So, again, Ellie is just really, again, she's had so many moments, I think, that she felt he was out of her life. And she's like, okay, whew, Life can be back to normal, but ha, 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 not so much because at this point she's with her family and she gets a call from Linda, who's actually her assistant, which is who's played by Estelle. So it was good to see her. But um, so Linda calls her like, look, I need you to sign some papers. You know, they needed before the break or whatever, whatever. We need you to come down here now. So again, I say in the year of 2020, do we not have e-signatures? Do we not have like a stamp? Like, can somebody not sign? No, I'm like, can somebody not sign on her behalf? Because I was really frustrated by that that moment. Like you calling me in the middle, almost nighttime, because her husband's like, well, babe, you know, it was a little late. You sure you want to go back to the office? She's like, yeah, I'll be fine. So that to me, that part didn't make sense. I'm like, why can't somebody else sign? Or why can't they wait? Like, Estelle should be able to sign on her behalf. Like, that's what oh, she's there for. That's what you were there for. And why Estelle not at home? Like, it's Thanksgiving for everybody. She's still there. Okay, so now, okay, she goes back to the office, right? And the office is really dark. And just the office was scary looking anyway. So me personally, I would have been like, Linda, like, where you at? Can you turn the lights on? I would have been uncomfortable, first of all. <laughs> but she goes into there, goes into the office. And before we know it, we see Linda's body on the floor because she is dead. Poor Linda. So... And she's realizing, oh my gosh, what's happening? Linda's dead. I'm sure, of course. Now, Linda's yeah. death yeah. made sense. I was like, okay, if yes. somebody had to die, it makes sense that Linda would die. Okay, got it. Yes. Agreed, agreed, agreed. So we got a death. We got somebody that got dead died. Um, well, I guess the other two people in the beginning died. But yeah, so Linda dies. <laughs> then all of a sudden, Ellie's phone is ringing and it says a call from Linda, who is dead, who she's looking at dead. And so um, he basically is like, you left them alone. My goodness. So then it clicks. She really gets it. David is on the loose, heading to her house. So as she runs back, gets into her car to head to the house, she calls the detective and says, David is alive. And I was wondering if the detective was going to believe her or not. I don't know if you thought about that. I was like, are they going to believe her? Uh, no, I didn't think about that. All right. Yeah. So they believed her. So there's like, you know, send the, send the police, to, send them to the house. And so they're both getting to the house. They're on their way to the house. So she gets to the house. Ellie gets to the house. 
and we see David. David, well, before we see David, which you also talked about earlier, we see Scott, who is Brittany's boyfriend, who is dead. So we have another death. So at this time, I'm wondering, like, are the rest of the family dead? Like, I didn't really, I didn't know what to think. But, that but would have made sense. It would have. It would have. So Scott is dead. And we see this fool up in her house playing again the song Forget Me Not. And he's dancing to it or something. And she's just like, uh-uh. So she gets the knife. I thought she tried to stab him or something. But anyway, she yeah. grabs a knife, ends up knocking him over with a vase. And again, I'm like, I need you to make sure this dude is really dead. But anyway, uh. she knocks him over with a vase. Then, I guess, runs upstairs, finds her husband and her daughter tied with a rope. To a rope? Girl. Like, oh, t- girl, okay, so I know we're not yes. supposed to be talking about R. No, Kelly because he's canceled, okay. but that interview he did where he was with uh, Gail, and he was like, I didn't hog tie her. Where I learned how to hog tie? That's what came in my head. head. Like, oh my, where you learn how to hog tie? Where you learn how to hog tie? And how you let yourself get hog tied in your daughter? And you, yes. you, were con- you were not conscious. Like, I was not understanding. He was very much conscious. When he was very much conscious. Like, <laughs> oh, okay, so I was so I was very much. I'm gonna let you know, very much bothered by like towards all of this part right here, just really bothered me so much. So she gets there, he she's not really killing him. She's knocking him down. She goes up, gets the knife, um, make sure they're t- they you know no longer tied, hog tied, and so they're on their way <laughs> to go um just leave the house. And so as they're leaving, they see the police car, and so I guess I don't know if Marcus her husband sees the police in there or not, but he's like. You know, Ellie, go to the car, you know, call for help. No, Marcus, she should not go call for help. You are the person you're supposed to be watching after your kids and your daughter. And you up here taking your daughter to the car. And I understand you're trying to get your daughter to say, but how are you just going to tell Ellie to go over to the car and call the people? So uh, I was very much bothered by that. Yeah, a lot of people are really upset with this guy. I, I, I got some, some defense for him, but no, oh he's, he's very naive and he's very gentle um and I didn't even think about that part about like oh like why are you going to the car maybe I did but I don't know maybe he just thought like let me get my daughter safe and you know you're gonna call the people he didn't know the policeman was dead at this point so I get that I guess I would have been really like concerned on like having my back turning any of I would just want my people like right like after all that happened I need her right next to me I don't want to have to guess I don't want her away from me so yeah I don't know I was not happy about that but so we get to the police car, and then we realize that the police officer is indeed dead. And Ellie, of course, I think she's trying to get the gun. She's just trying to get 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 herself out, and she turns on lights. And there we go. We see David looking at her because yeah. um, he's like, uh-uh. He, he gets her. So he goes. He sees her. He grabs her. Marcus, I believe, is telling the daughter, you know, just drive away. Go away. And so by now, Marcus is now running, trying, I guess, save the day to go get Ellie. (laughs) Clearly, you know, I was bothered by Marcus. So he's trying to go get um, Ellie, and they're going through this tug of war. And at one point, I want to say, yeah, David throws Marcus off, like, against the balcony. (laughs) Don't worry, Marcus is still alive, so Marcus is good. But he gets thrown, and then Ellie is over there. She gets the knife, I think, at that point, and then she gets him one good time. And again, this is another reason why I'm bothered. Why are you stabbing him one time? I need you to stab him a couple of times. Girl, the fact that... uh, I'm telling you, this whole... By this point, I'm like, 
y'all can just go off at this point. Like, we don't even need that anymore. But it's like, you freed your family or whatever, and you noticed he wasn't laying on the ground no more. And yes, you just... Then, like you said, the husband go put the daughter in the car. Not like, hey, everybody, let's all get in the car and go. <laughs> you got cell phones to call the police as we scurry up out of here. But no, <laughs> you're sitting back. And then the fool is standing right there looking like a deer in headlights or Jason yes. or something. And yes. you see your daughter. I'm glad he stayed with his wife. But I mean, it's like, why are we even here? Like, how did we even get to this? Ooh, <laughs> yes. Thank you. Been avoided so many times. Girl. It was just no reason. Okay. No, you're right. And that's why I'm still, you know, I'm getting myself bothered. I'm getting myself worked up. Okay. So, yeah, um, yeah so I'm so bothered by all of that. So, basically, you know, so apparently she stabs him that one time and she goes and get Marcus, who's all right. He's good. So, he's trying to limp on out of there. And oh, then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then going up a hill or something. I'm like, yo, all up. Why are you going into the wilderness? Like, why are you doing this? So, they go into this hill or whatnot. And of course, David is not dead. So, now he comes out. And him and Marcus are going back and forth again. And then it's at one point um, where, I don't know if he kicks or does something, where he has himself now off this cliff. He's, like, hanging off the cliff. But, oh, no, who's holding him? Ellie is holding David. Uh, okay, now this, again, father-son. Girl. So she's up here holding David. And not only is she holding David because he's dangling off the cliff. Now her husband's trying to now catch her, making sure that she don't fall down the cliff as she's holding David and she's saying some no David no Tip. Tip, I, if I had something to throw at the screen I thought I you were going to have because you know you can you can <sighs> find like substance out of things that <sighs> irritate me so I was like I'm ready for Ricky the no. Ricky 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 to be like oh the reason she didn't want him to fall was so <laughs> I was like girl the dude been trying to kill you then killed the boyfriend, yes. then uh, made your life kind of hellish. I mean, it just got to yeah. this point. Then threw your friend across the wall and bust her head open. <laughs> but you trying to save him for what? So he can continue on his path? Like you told oh. him 50,000 times. Just like they tell us in Greenleaf that Basis is dead. But you have she has told David 50, 11 times. Yeah. I yep, don't yep. want you. I don't want yes. you. He didn't face his death. And now you're like, I got you. Just hold on. And you about to kill yourself and your husband. Thank you. about to slide off the cliff with the man. I'm like, what? What was this? Like, I need some commentary on that. Like, why? Yes. Why would you want to save him? I okay. No, I don't know. I do not know. So <laughs> she is screaming, no, David. And finally, finally, she lets him go. And we see his body. He goes off the cliff. He falls and hits the ground. And my goodness. So that was, that is, for as we know, the end <laughs> of David. And basically after that, the movie kind of ends. We see that the daughter is going back to college. Um, Marcus is like, you know, hey, let's get something to eat. You want some steaks of salmon? We see a sign that shows us that they are selling their home. And they're like, we're going back to the city. Um, <laughs> but the very interesting part, I was like, did nobody care about Scott? Because they didn't mention Scott. Girl. You know, because she's going back to, I mean, no, here's no, nothing. Scott was uh. So I just was like, dang, all right, Scott. But um, so, yeah, so that's kind of how it ends. So I guess in the end, through all the drama, I guess what black love prevails. They forgave each other. Oh. They about to go back to the city, and because stalking doesn't happen in the city. Right, stalking not happen in the city. So 
that you all that my friends is how Fatal Affair begins and ends and I'm glad it <laughs> wait what you say what you say I'm glad it ended. <laughs> Girl, right the end so <sighs> now that we got through that I have to ask you to share Miss Tiff A oh please if you could just let us know we'll start with right what are some ways you feel that Fatal Affair, they got it right? Girl, I had to put my thinking cap on because okay. I'm like, the movie was not great. And there's so okay. many things I can pick apart. But okay. here's some things I did find that was right. Okay. So one thing I think they got right was, although I would have enjoyed a more detailed affair for like the drama of it all, like dramatic mm-hmm. purposes. So the first I was like, okay, like that's that's what we're gonna do. Like I'm waiting for the next scene and everything, you know. But I was like, oh yeah, I just gotta have some over the clothes type stuff and that's yeah. that. Oh, okay. But um at, in the end, I was like, I like that they showed that an affair does not always have to be sex. Like an affair can be a culmination of little things. It can be the secret hanging out or date that she had with Omar or David. So her like not telling her husband who she really was with could be an affair or the affair can be her sharing the intimate details about her marriage with David or the affair could be her kissing all up on David and body rolling all up on him or her just lusting for him so I like that instead of um, showing an affair as one way they show that it doesn't have to always be the same because when you think about affair you think about oh they had sex I'm waiting for them to have you know right whoopee as they say yeah do the do what they about to do (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then another thing that I thought they did right was um again at first I was like that's all they did and he doing all this but the answer is no like he was a stalker so it's not like he just started like that night is when he started stalking her like no he had been stalking her I guess since their college years but we know at least from the professor that during the 20 years that they were apart he was still looking for her still trying to marry someone who looked like her like he was still obsessed with her like he started working at the firm with her I mean working at that firm just because she worked there and he told her that which was scary to me I was like oh I'm like uh bruh I ain't seen you in 20 years you ain't gotta come here for me so anywho so whether that night of passion or whatever that was that they had, that moment of lust had occurred or not, he was still mm-hmm. going to stalk her. Like he, she did not need to have done anything because stalkers don't require a motive or prompting or provocation. Like stalkers are going to stalk. Stalkers going to stop. Stalkers going to stop. Got you. <laughs> so I was okay with that. And then uh, what's another part? Let me think. Oh, the husband. So. I know everybody's like mad at the husband and husband did have some faults. And I, I think they kind of made him a little, I'm, I don't want to say weak because maybe I'm just playing into male stereotypes, but although he was not the best at physically protecting his wife, he still was there. Like, again, he could have driven off in the car with his daughter and be like, all right, deuces. <laughs> I think they kind of set up the stage for him not to be the most physically protective because again, 
he was ran over by a truck or thrown off the side of a cliff or something and he was in a body cast and they kept saying all throughout the whole movie like oh you're getting better oh I'm definitely getting better but I'm not where I should be like he was still in the healing process so it was only so much he could do so the fact that he tried to muster up a little bit of strength to try to fight this dude who knew what his weaknesses were because he told him where his okay okay that kind of you know make up for it because he's not in tip top shape and the guy knows it like David knows that Marcus is not in tip top shape he knows where to hit him he knows what to do or whatever who is so I was like okay let's lay off of you know Marcus (laughs) he's trying um and then I guess the last part that I thought was okay, at first I was going to put this as a con or what they didn't get right. But, you know, the story's been told over and over and over. And some people are like, why they keep telling this story? Like, how many times are we going to watch these type of stories? And I'm going to watch it as many times as they have it. Like, I think the story, the reason why they keep making these type of stories is because it's like based in reality. Like, mm-hmm. no matter what your intentions are, sometimes people will harm you and your family. Like, you just have to mm-hmm. be careful who you associate with, who you open up to, who you're around. So I think this story is good for like entertainment and the thrill, but it's also like a cautionary tale. Like don't be cheating on your spouses because that person could be crazy and then you get your spouse killed. (laughs) (laughs) Just keep it careful. So those are the things I thought they got right. No, I agree with all of that. And I'll just um, co-sign on the whole Marcus thing. He did make me upset towards the end. I'm not going to lie. But um, I will say, <laughs> I just appreciated that conversation and how it just seems that he was forgiving and he understood and he supported her through it all. And, you know, he didn't have to do that. So I did like that. Um, I thought it was interesting that they saw they shown um, Omar Epps character going to therapy. So I was like, well, maybe he was really trying to get some help for himself. You know, maybe he realized you know, he needed help. So I was like, it was well, you know, I know I was just trying to, you know, maybe he was trying to really go and get some help, but yeah. So, okay. I appreciate they could throw a little, you know, a scene in there and him trying to get some help. And I was really, I'm like you, I was in, I was still entertained. I mean, no, I didn't go into it though, thinking it's going to be the best thriller. I yeah. figured it would be pretty, pretty um predictable because again most of them are but i'm with you i'm gonna continue to see the soccer movies however long they have them i was entertained and for me it was just very much nostalgic to see nia and omar because again it brought me like love and basketball best man vibes like it just made me excited to see them together and i will say the movie did inspire me though to go see og soccer film so we watched special attraction <laughs> this weekend and i just got into my like i'm like always thinking about oh these are the soccer movies i want to see so it just inspired me to watch more because i like stuff like that it was it was entertaining to me so that's yeah i mean it's like what the other ones are like other than fatal attraction is that the one yeah, fatal attraction. Mm-hmm. Evidence, fatal attraction, which may have been like almost the first in this genre or something, or the first one that was done so well. Like, yeah, the mm-hmm. rest of them are gonna like just be what they are. Like, they're not gonna be Oscar films. Well, it's, that's what I'm saying. Like, nobody's in here thinking it's about to be nominated for an Academy, but um, <laughs> but it was still. I mean, for me, again, it was it was entertaining. It was a good time. So, oh my. Tiff, what? <laughs> in transition. <laughs> so, what are some ways that you feel fatal affair? They just didn't get it right. They missed the bar. It was just not done well. What? 
So, you know, at first I thought that they had, they were doing great pacing. I'm like, man, we're not even 10 minutes in and we got the setup and we're ready to go. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, let me put my seatbelt on. I'm ready for this role. But <laughs> like, they started moving too fast. It is like, wait, 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 wait. How did we get from a to C? So like after the nightclub scene, we see her leave, get in her car. She's rubbing all up on herself or whatever. Um, she get home, take off her ring. They got to zoom in on her ring again or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then the next day she wake up and she got a different wig on and she's running in the sand. So I'm like, mm, how, like, are we the next day? Like, <laughs> are we? And we find out later on, maybe 20 minutes later, that they actually had fast forward. And the only reason we had known that other than her wig change was because she had opened up her firm that she had mentioned she's going to be opening up in like six months. So I was like, could they have a timestamp or let us know that it was a fast forward? Like, was That's I really true. supposed to just know because her wig had changed that we had changed the whole month or something? I'm yes, like, that's true. And the same thing goes with the woman, her Courtney and David. It's like, how long were they dating? Like, was it just two days? Was she bringing right. a completion? Like who? Like we need some timestamps. You gave us timestamps after he faked his death. Like oh, six yes. months later, and how this happened. But why can you give us timestamps throughout instead of if she has this wig on, then it's this time, and when she changed her wig, it's then and you know that some time has elapsed. Like because they're like California, yes. so it's not even like the weather changes like that to be like oh, it's winter now or it's spring. So it's like with, right. Slow down. Like it was a roller coaster at that point. Like kind of choppy and just like let's move it. Um, and then uh, Courtney. So Courtney gonna get a whole what they did wrong section because I'm so tired. Like the storyline, I am tired of. I know we mm-hmm. tired. We're supposed to be tired of the whole uh, fatal affair type situation, but the storyline I am really seriously tired of is the successful, lonely black woman who is so hard up for a man that she'll just take anything. And I'm like, mm-hmm. we can't really do without that storyline. Like you said earlier, Courtney, you've been knowing Ellie for we don't know because they don't tell us how long things happen. But <laughs> that's your friend. We do know that that was supposed to be your friend. And this other guy comes up and just because you like him you give him more credit and you trust him more than someone you actually know and that's because what like you just want a relationship you just want to be married like Ellie like I just it's just really just made my stomach hurt looking at her be like oh like with her tears like girl she was crying she was in her in Ellie's office like you did this to my man and you my girl and wasn't even trying to hear her out though I'm like really her mascara was running down cheeks and I'm like really not that serious girlfriend like really not going to give me no benefit of the doubt (laughs) that's what I'm saying girl yeah Courtney I was all the way done with Courtney Mm. so Mm. I hated that storyline and then um I didn't realize I must have I don't know maybe I was huffing and puffing at the part when they put the the therapist up and she said narcissistic personality disorder but I was really upset when they showed the uh, counseling scene and they were kind of misclassifying or downplaying his mental issues which were very serious as anger issues so she was like oh you're here because of your anger issues but I'm like look we already know the title is fatal okay and we already know from the session that he's sitting in here with you that he thinks that Ellie is his girlfriend even though they haven't talked in who well we never know how long but it's right. like 
This is not anger issues. Anger issues do not make you make up relationships with people. Anger issues do not make you stalk people. Anger issues do not make you look at a woman who's being intimate with her husband. Anger issues do not make you murder the homeless guy who is minding his business. Anger issues do not make you murder the daughter's boyfriend. I'm still really upset about that. And anger issues. Yeah. Like, those are not anger issues. Anger issues would have been him going off at her um, when he was on a dinner date, when she was like, you need to get up out of my house and you need to make... If he would have went off on her then, that's anger. Like, that would have been anger. Anger would have been him actually going off on the driver when he was standing in the street holding up the car and he was like, get out the way. If he went off on the driver, then that's anger issues. Anger issues would have been him trying to destroy her marriage and livelihood, like him messing up her her new firm or whatever. Like, oh, you're not going to talk to me, so I'm going to ruin everything that you know. Like, that's anger issues. I did not see anger other than that one time he had his outburst. And he was like, uh, stop talking to me like that, Deborah, or whatever he said. And I'm like, oh, that, that's what we're going to call anger. And I'm like, no, this is not anger issues. Something is wrong with this man. So maybe she did finally put a name on it or whatever. But I'm like, don't be calling crazy anger. Like, those are two different things. Right. right. Oh, okay. Oh, soapbox. <laughs> and then <laughs> the other thing, going back to the little bit of boyfriend being killed. What was his name? Scott. Going back mm-hmm. to Scott being killed. Like, out of all the people you could have killed, all the people that could have died, being one, Courtney, being two, the husband, you going to kill the daughter's boyfriend? Like, for why? Like, you might as well just kept everybody alive if you just going to choose the daughter's. Like, the daughter boyfriend did not do anything. Like, y'all really just put him in the film to kill him? Like, y'all really did that? Like, that really made me mad. I'm like, this boyfriend sitting here looking like we looking at scary movie number one <laughs> on the porch. <laughs> you know that scene? Remember that scene? I'm like, why would y'all do that? And then the cop gets killed, which was just stupid. Because I'm like... Nia or Ellie call the detective or the cop and say, hey, this crazy man is not dead and he's going to my house and, you know, he's a stalker and he probably murdered those people. So can you send some people in? I didn't say send one cop. Like, why would you send one cop to a scene where things are about to go down? Why would one cop show up to that? Like, you're going to have backup. You're going to have a partner or something. And when you show up, you're not going to just sit there. You're going to keep your head on a swivel because, you know, you, you showing up to something. So I'm like, what yeah. is this? Like, So that makes uh, me now wonder. No, I get it. It's like, well, did they believe her? I'm a pretty thing. Well, I guess they believe her. But, like, how much did they believe her? Was that uh, just bad on their part where they should have just had more people? Or was it a situation where, like, okay, okay, we'll send somebody, but not fully believe this? Oh, and it was just poor acting by everyone like omar i'm like omar thank you for trying but don't try again i guess it's really hard to be a psychopath in movies i don't know but he did not do a great job and (laughs) you know the music editing to me was not great because usually it's supposed to be that build up where you're like oh my gosh what's about to happen like oh but it really it didn't even match the scenes well or it came in too late or came in too early and i was just like all right nice try but I, I get that for now. <laughs> what about you? Right of me, I mean, you hit a lot of them. I feel like I still wanted to know more about Ellie's and Marcus's their relationship. Like I'm assuming, um, as far as for, I just felt like she was too willing. Like 
for it to have, you know, I, I guess with him going through his accident, I'm sure that changes a person. But I wanted them to really explore that a little deeper because I was just frustrated that yeah. one time at this happy hour, you really feel like, okay, he's your friend or somebody you've seen 20 years ago that you just feel that comfortable in telling all your stuff and I'm sleeping with a stranger and then like going to the dance floor and kissing and just you move too fast. So to me, I feel like I wanted to see more for me to understand why she would feel like yeah. I need to move this quickly so i would have liked them to really build more on that part um i really wanted them to plant that accident scene so that david i really wanted that more action thrill part so like let me know yeah. that david was behind kill um trying to kill marcus you know and he didn't get killed he got in the body cast for six months but he was behind that let me kill more people like you said the friend courtney makes sense somebody you know you don't want the daughter to die but let me actually yeah. feel like you got people dying up in this movie. Yeah. And so I feel like I could have um, benefited more from that because of the type of film that it was. And just, you know, I was completely bothered by the end. A lot of the end part, just, you know, <laughs> I get your point. You know, he knew his Marcus's spots. You know, he wasn't as strong. So I can understand that. But I just really felt like I wanted more things that were believable to happen. I wanted... Ellie to make sure he was dead or do something more. I wanted her, like you said, when he noticed that he wasn't there. Okay, let's move. Like, he's somewhere. Let's all get in the car. Like, we ain't got time to call the cops. Let's just go. And I felt like there should have been more of that going on. I felt like Ellie should not have been holding this dude talking about some, no, David, no. Oh, my gosh. To kill everybody. I'm like, Really, I get it. Nobody's trying to be, you know, a murderer. I know you don't just say, today I'm about to, you know, have this man and drop him from a cliff. But he's tried to kill your whole family. He's, yes. he's killed your assistant, you know, um, which that was one day. So he killed your assistant. We, Scott is dead, you know. And yes. he, your family's been tied up, even though he <laughs> all the way tied up. Like, you just sit there. Okay, I'm just bothered by that part. So I just feel <laughs> something could have been different. So the ending part was a bit bothersome for me because I felt was it really believable? I don't um well they could have done a better job on that. And just again, like I need her to be stabbing him more than one time. Like I need you to kind of make sure that he's dead. So um yeah, those are some of the parts that I would also that would add, I guess I would say. <sighs> yeah, that ending was just blah. It was boo. But it was still cool. <laughs> oh, it was have to as we go through kind of what we like what we didn't like if you had to rate it on a scale from zero to five and give your recommendation on see it or not see it what would you say i'm gonna give it <laughs> i'll give it a three maybe oh, a 3.5 i know i know i know <laughs> and i mean I, I just tried to accept the movie i know i'm really critical of movies but i just tried to accept the movie for what it was like uh -huh. this is just another one of those type of movies and i mean we go in thinking that it's gonna be like the greatest one like when the bow breaks or the one with a <laughs> didn't they have one with sanaa lathan and morris chestnut they had that one with not um I can't remember the name of it. Anywho, I know, yes. Mm -hmm. I know you go into about. those like, oh, this going to be so good. And then it'd be like, <laughs> uh, man, yeah. it's okay. So I'm like, I'm going to put it in the same bucket. Like, oh, it's okay. Like, right. it's, a, it, it's Nia and it's Omar. Like, you do yeah. it for them. You do it for those yes. two. And um, I mean, I would recommend it because it's a pandemic going on. So what else are you going to watch? Why not? Ah, 
point taken. <laughs> it's I would just say, I am just so appalled. I gave it a three, too. I gave it a three. Hey. Out of I just knew. I was like, Tip is about to give this a 1.2, <laughs> I was just waiting to see the rating. So, um, yes. Wow. That's cool. So, I gave it a 3.5. Um, again, it was not the best thriller of all times. Yes, it's predictable, but we know, yes, there are holes in this story, but I personally was entertained during the movie, and I too would recommend that people go see and just go support the project. So yeah, it's Netflix. Yeah. It's Netflix. Like it's not like you have to pay for anything. You either already paying for Netflix or you got the login for somebody else. So just turn it on. Why not? Why not? So that's what I say. So before we end, we have our Spoiler alert. (laughs) So two things we'll share in case you did not know. But this film was actually Nia Long's first project as a producer. So yay, go Nia. Go Nia. So we gotta support. Yeah, so we gotta support exactly. You have to support. And um also we posted on our Facebook page an article. Well, actually it was a YouTube video of her interview with Sway. And if you had not listened to that, we will spoil it for you that actually Nia had her own situation with a stalker. Mm. So apparently years ago, Nia had a female stalker that showed up to her door and that proclaimed to be her wife. She said, I'm your wife. You are mine. So Nia basically had to tell her a piece of her mind. Um, I'm I'm assuming she never came back to the home again, but Nia just talks about how that was just really scary. And um, during that moment, she was actually set to go to Canada. She was working on a project. So instead of having her mom and her kids stay there while she was away, she temporarily had them go somewhere else so that she could feel that her family was safe until she um, got back and finished her project. So the stuff is real. I would have liked, this is what they need to do. This is a story that has the same type of storyline, but you've never seen these characters. Have we seen a female stalker or female stalker female? We a female stalking female? No, I don't think we've seen it. I don't know about. And you would know because you're the thriller queen. So my thrillers, girl. Oh, I do. They need to Um, show that she should have did it. She should have replaced Omar with Sanaa or something. Interesting. Got you. Yeah. So maybe that's what they'll do. We'll we'll see. But yeah. So it gets real though. That just lets me know. I mean, we know it, but to hear her story and just how she said it got crazy. They had to report stuff to the cops. Cops Mm -hmm. were involved, and it was just very very scary. So and the point that I have made before. the lady showed up at her doorstep, but Nia did not know her. So you don't yes. have to do anything for someone to stalk you, like a stalker. Yes. That's what and they she do. was convinced. That's what they do, Tip. And like you said, this is a cautionary tale because it doesn't have to even be you who you connected with, but just because the lady said, I am your wife. Yes. Showed up at her door. Yes. <sighs> okay. Well, Tip, oh, before we end this thing out, you got anything else to add about Fatal Affair or anything, child? Nah, girl. Nah, girl. <laughs> Okay, y'all. So we would like to just thank you all for tuning in to our bonus episode for our review of Fatal Affair. We ask that you like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram under spoiler alert Tiff O Ricky. And please join in, in the conversation. Leave us some comments. So until next time, bye for now. Peace. <laughs>